Just don't mind me. I've got to get shit set up. As per usual, I was running late, so mm. even though you were last in the chat, I just got in from my walk. Oh, before we oh, start, yeah. got an Australian delicacy. Did you want to take a guess oh, at what this that? thing is? Some kind of bun, like a cheesy bun of some kind. Oh, you like. were so close to actually saying what it what it is. This is called a cheesy mite scroll. So it's just vegemite. You told me that it's rolled up. Yeah. Yep. Delicious. Oh, really good. Mm. Sounds good. Mm-mm-mm. I would eat that. Of course you would. Who doesn't love umami? And yeah. umami with cheese is great. So you, yeah. you need to get on a, a subreddit for umami. R slash umami. It's 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 moderated moderated by our friend Kyle. <laughs> Not a shock there. Not a he shock was, at all. He just he just perma bans anyone who says they don't like MSG. That's all he's doing on there. As he should. I was watching YouTube the other yeah. day, and Esther Choi, who you know from, um, yeah, I know her. Iron Chef Next Level. Yep. Um, and a number of other things. Yeah, yeah she was making a thousand dollar ramen or a hundred dollar ramen. She had a big bag of MSG. It's the exact same bag of MSG that I've got in my cupboard. MSG, the best. Perfect. Ed, Ed, uh, Ed. Sorry. Go for it. Let's talk, we'll talk about it on the show. Okay, let's do that. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Oh, God. I'd normally let you do the intro, but I just want to say, not only warm sounds, but today you get chewing sounds. At least in the intro part. Yes. And how yes. is that? Oh, man. Mm. The best. Yep. My man's eating his classic cheesy, cheesy type, cheesy like scroll, cheesy mite scroll. Thank you for mm. naming it correctly eventually. Come Very on. good. Uh, you know, we were just talking about some umami type things, and I'm not sure what. Do you, so are we going to say Vegemite? Is that a straight umami flavor? Are we adding that to stuff to provide umami, or is it yes. just a spread? Are you well, guys doing these are like Vegemite recipes? Or? Absolutely. One of the most classic ones that I grew up as a kid, it was Vegemite added to carrot and parsnip puree to okay. umami. Now, the – like. The main series of what I'll call Top Chef, um, it was the Richard Blaze sort of, that was sure. the series that blew it up. And Richard Blaze actually brought Vegemite in as one of his secret ingredients into that series of Top Chef to use as an ingredient. So it's not straight umami. It does have its own complexities. But it for the little amount of salt that's got in it, it packs a, a punch both with salt and umami. It's very beefy in its sort of flavor even though it's completely vegan yeah no it makes sense i mean with um you know that yeast extract stuff it just it just has a yeah i I could see that having like a soy yeah sauce mommy to it you know yeah for sure all right we were just talking about you know i'm just thinking about umami today because um we do have a we have a friend who who is the mod of the umami subreddit. You guys get out there on the r slash umami. Do not badmouth MSG. You will get permabanned from the umami subreddit. 
Um, and I was recently at 595 here in Vegas, and they make something called umami pickles, which I realized are just deep fried pickles with umami sprinkled on top, and they are very good. Nice. With, sorry, with MSG, MSG sprinkled on top is what I meant to say. Yep. Uh, so that's some good shit right there. Now, do you um, have Tony, MSG in your yes. household? Like, is that something that you have on hand? So I have a, a facsimile of it. I have something called, um, I buy at Trader Joe's. It's called mushroom umami powder, which has some dried mushroom powder and MSG and chili flake and salt in there. And I'll just, uh, I'll just sprinkle that on random shit. Uh, yep. It's real good. Or if you, you feel like something needs a little flavor depth boost, some soup or something, or maybe, uh, or anything, whatever, you just give that a little sprinkle. You got to be careful because it's got salt in it, but um, it is, uh, it is, you know, you put a little sprinkle in there, it goes a long way. Yeah. Yep. It really amplifies everything the same as salt. It really boosts those flavors. I love it in fried rice. It, it really lifts the other components around the rice up. Yeah, that's good. I think that's true for sure. Um, so Tony, uh, yeah, I've been in Seattle all weekend. I think, uh, we need, uh, I have not followed, uh, the, um, the Alex Jones thing at all. I think I need a little update from you on what's going on with our, with our old buddy, Alex Jones. Really? There hasn't been a lot going on. They sort of took the weekend off and, there was talk that Alex was coming back this weekend to testify in the trial, so would have been testifying this week, but that's not going to happen. A lot of the testimony is just kind of sad uh, because it's from the parents that were affected, so I'm not going to go yeah. into detail there, other than to say that Norm Pattis is continuing to be a complete asshole with his cross. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I can presume so, yeah. Yeah, th that's always fun. And Alex gave a big speech. I'm not sure whether we covered that in the last show or not, but he gave he a, a speech. Yeah, uh, out on the courthouse steps telling people, the juror, the juries and, and the individual jurors to do their own research, which is really code. For, yes, I love that. That's yeah. my all-time phrase. So, they might as well use that as the new um, whatever that uh, what was the fucking shit the the words the four, was it fourteen words is that the yeah the fucking the dog shit dog whistle for the um, yep. insane Nazis yeah I think I think do your own research might be the new one for me yeah <laughs> yeah do your own research is that well that's something that's Alex, Alex has made his entire career on that's how. He actually gets these lies to spread because he'll say, do this, this re research on this thing that I'm saying, and you know what will come back? A bunch of things that I've posted on the internet. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like vaguely, it's not, it's not um, particularly um, straightforward about anything either. It's mostly just cyclical. So it's just doing your own research into another article that also says for you to do your own research. Yes. And yes. it just keeps pointing you back into the same cycle over and over again. So you just spiral into the internet deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden you're on freedom, freedom web dot eagles dot USA power or something. And then you're, you're like, Oh man, uh, my aunt sent me to this site this is crazy. You know, can, can you believe any of this shit? It's wild. Yeah, well, Zero Hedge is the perfect example of that. And I forget who wrote the article that um, Alex quoted and, and he's part of the ring, reason he's being sued, but it was like an article on Zero Hedge written by like 
zero something else, like it was zero bite or something like that was the byline on it. It's like, well, his article was probably just a bot that probably stole that headline off Alex's own show and, and used a bot to repurpose it. The interesting thing, though, is um, we have not had a conspiracy in Australia, but we've had a huge data breach. So, you know, no, no. Um, phone companies, how you have quite a few I'm in America. With them. Yeah, AT&T. Yeah, yeah I am, I'm, I'm with T-Mobile. Me and T-Mobile are like peas in a pod right now. That's right. Okay. So Australia has two main networks and a bunch of off-brand networks. I'm with the off-brand network, um, which is just a reseller of the, the ma- main two, um, two telecommunications You're companies. With the- the Boost Mobile of Australia. Well, yeah, Boost Mobile are the Boost Mobile of Australia. <laughs> I think they oh, started shit. over okay, here. Right. Or that, oh, that, right, well. we were one of their first countries. But I'm actually with Aldi, you know, the supermarket chain. They have their own. I do know that one. Yeah. Yep, I'm with Aldi They have Mobile. the phones? Doing phones? Doing SIM cards. They don't do phones. They just do SIM cards. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. But you just buy your unlocked phone, you shove your SIM card in there. Absolutely. Yep, that's what you do. Yeah. But out of our two main telcos, one of them got hacked and all the personal no. records that we used to get credit got hacked because they were being held in the same database that got hacked. The um, company is called Optus and it affects about 20 mm. million Australians. So if anybody's applied recently, they are in grave danger of their data being being sold onto the dark web and her identity theft potential is just huge. Um, I think it affects 20 million Australians. Given that the population is 27 million, that's basically every adult in Australia was affected. That's almost everybody, yeah. That's pretty much everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yep. So. Uh, we've had some of those, but ours have been through like healthcare. Uh, we've had some of those. Uh, we had a Verizon one, I think. Um, we had a we've had a Citibank one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got a mixed bag of things your your shit could get breached in. That's what I always find around these conspiracy theories that are like they're so like real crimes are so buttoned up, yet real. Organisations, whether they be government or private, are so incompetent. Like, to pull off a conspiracy, I don't believe any company in the world could could pull off conspiracies as high level as the conspiracy theories talk about. Um, It's just crazy to me. Like, shit just isn't that competent in this world. The world in general is inept and people fuck shit up, people leak shit, and people aren't as qualified as what you think. So I, for the most no, part... Nobody I, knows what they're doing. No, yep. Government or private enterprise, they're all as shitty as each other. That's crazy. So what? what's, um, so what's going to happen with you? So is your shit on the dark web now, Tony, or are we going to find <laughs> you? Is it just you're, you're lucky because you're with Aldi? It probably is because back in the day I, I had home phone accounts with them. Uh, but all my shit's old enough that they wouldn't have current numbers on things like my Medicare and driver's license. That no. that shit would have changed because it would have been 18 years ago that the last time I had a bill with Optus when I was living in Melbourne. So I'm not overly concerned. I think if you were dealing with them in the last five years, I would be t- 
terrified, but they would have to have secondary data of me to get enough points to to um, to sort of a, apply to to places and actually use it because sure. everything would be too out of date. They wouldn't. They don't have a current address for me, so that, that's a handy thing. And yeah, perfect. It's not perfect, but it's it's better right. than most people. <laughs> yeah, better than I mean, yeah, it's it's better than them having like your your you know Facebook account and all your shit on your phone and all your like uh, your current address and your email and then selling that to you know some other company who's also going to lose it later. Yeah, and that's the other thing they wouldn't even have my current email address. They would have an old Hotmail email address. So I'm pretty good. Perfect. Right. Well, not perfect, but that's okay. We're, yeah. we, at least we're only sending stuff to Anthony uh, Clawhand at hotmail.com or whatever. Or, yeah. you know, what's another good one? Lycos Biz or whatever. Yeah, GeoCities. It's fine. Uh, Tony, we I think we got to talk about, we don't have any pizza news this week. Oh, no. But I do have some Taco Bell news. I know I dug around too. Um, Taco Bell's so Taco Bell just brought back this Mexican pizza, right? You you recall, Tony? Absolutely. Um, we because it's so becoming now, a trend. It's not just Taco Bell that are doing it. Right. So now we've got Taco Bell's going to bring back another discontinued item. So, Tony, these items. I'm not sure if you're familiar with either of these. The two items they're considering bringing back that you can get on their app and vote for, and we can you know we can decide how our show wants to vote. Is the double decker taco? Now I like the talk the double decker taco. Really, um, I do. It, it it now I have had people call it the uh, a taco a taco a taco in a diaper. Um, I I disagree. It's crunchy. It's like a it's like a putting chips on your sandwich. You know, you've got the soft, you've got the crunchy. Uh, I like the double decker taco. It's pretty good. See, I've never had and the double the decker option. taco, and my issue okay. was I would have thought that the crunchy taco being inside the soft shell would have actually sogged up quite a bit. And that was my big concern. Yeah, you know that that for some reason that, that those beans are they're fail safe. They will not soak into anything. I don't know why, but magic. There's, there's just magic. Yep. The other item is the Inchorito. The Inchorito is sort of like a burrito and an enchilada combined. Um, it's got meat filling, and it's got, like, the enchilada sauce on top and, and some cheese, and they throw it in the cheese melder, and it's uh, all good there. Um, the Inchorito, if I recall, in the olden times was a little bit better and different because they used to have, again, scallions, and it had black olives on it too also, Tony, which... Um, made it a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, this is now it's plain. Now it's plain. Um, the double decker looks exactly the same as it always did. So I did. I don't, I don't think there's any change there. So now uh, Tony, which you're looking at the picture of these, which, which of these are, are striking your fancy a bit more. Honestly, it's the Enchirito, but then you describe it. And I think, well, do we really need the Enchirito? Wouldn't I just order a burrito or an enchilada? Does it does it actually fill a hole that I'm missing in my life, or are you just trying to colour in the grey? Uh, it is quite possible to make both of these items with existing Taco Bell items, so you can just acquire some beans and uh, a, a taco and slap it around a, 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 
of hard shell and you're good. Okay, the Chorito, about- you could also figure out a way, I think. I, I, you might have to be a little creative with the sauce, but I think you could get it together. But this is like McDonald's did earlier in the year where, like, you, they had these secret items, but it was... The, yeah, you, you had to make it. You had to make it, and then you had leftover ingredients. And it's like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, just actually have it on your menu. So I actually think... Yeah, I'm typically not going for fast food to for the ability to make my own food. That's yes. usually a decision I'm looking to have to deal with, yeah. And I think we were discussing that last week. So for that reason, even though the Enchirito looks more appetizing and, and more like something I'd eat, I think it's just moving something that's, that's black and white into a grey area. I think the double-decker taco is something that I would never actually construct myself. So therefore, yeah. I think it's of more value on the menu. I think I... I would go with the double decker taco. It's easier to eat. Um, it's it's got a nostalgic um, element to me from from something I used to enjoy. Um, I'll tell you what I think they're going to do, Tony. I think they're going to just bring them both back. Is my I think they're just trying to get people to download their app, and they're just going to bring both these motherfucking things back. Would be my guess. Of course, because they've they've got all the ingredients for both. They just have to get train their staff. This is what Taco Bell does. Taco Bell has one flavor, and it's the flavor of Taco Bell. Yep. Everything this has a Taco Bell flavor. And I'm not saying that's bad, because you go to a place like Jack in the Box, and it's got no personality at all. You go to Taco Bell, and it's going to taste like Taco Bell. <laughs> Jack in the Box has too many items on their menu. <laughs> you really need to not be eating Jack in the Box. Um, the Enchirito, I think they'll bring back, because they had to bring back that red stock sauce. That that um, enchilada sauce that's on the Mexican pizza too. Yep. So my thought was they wanted second purpose for that shit. Absolutely. Um. So I, I was pretty confident that would find its way back. Um, the double decker I think they'll bring back if only because a lot of people have been asking for it, and uh, their menu has shrunk considerably over the last few um, maybe couple of years now. So I think they're looking for some easy shit to slap back on there. Yeah, because last time I was in the States, Taco Bell had a huge menu and it was entirely branded like uh, the Doritos Crunchy Gordita Wrap, I think, was one of the items at right. the time. I, I ate one of those recently, I think. <laughs> you think? It was some kind of burrito burrito cheesy Gordita Crunch thing or something like that. I don't yeah. know if it – I mean, because well, they, they all have names – that are like within one degree of each other yeah. too. Yep. Very so, much so I don't really know if it was the same thing or not. You know, I think it was. It was a gordita type product with a Dorito shell in the middle of it. So <laughs> I think it was. I don't know. Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, yeah. So yep. So that's our Taco Bell. You know, kind of big deal right now. Uh, will we get? Will we get this double decker? Will we get the Dorito? So I, I guess I'll probably end up eating one of them either way. So. Hopefully we get. Um, I, I get Taco Bell like, yeah, I get Taco Bell like once a, once a month maybe. Yep. Um, and I do enjoy it when I when I have it, but uh, I never feel like I made a good decision either. Of so course not. It's just part of the deal, I guess. As long as you don't punish yourself about it, that's that's absolutely fine. But if you punish yourself about it and say I shouldn't be eating this, and then continue to shovel in as you cry. Then I think you've got a real Yeah, no, problem. I don't do that. If you I just write, I just get, just get on the bike for a little longer the next day, whatever, who cares? It'll be fine. 
here's you know here's another one a little more fast food thing that I, that ran across my desk, Tony. Uh, in the ongoing infantilization of uh, American um, millennials, McDonald's is coming out with Happy Meals for adults. Kel, uh, Kel, check this out, Kel. <laughs> Tony, check this out. McDonald's is coming out with Happy Meals for adults. I was just, t- I was, um, I just feel like this is something she would laugh at if I showed it to her. Um, I'm just going to shout her in here. Uh, There's nothing more iconic in the realm of fast food culture than the McDonald's Happy Meal. Uh, The meals, okay, you don't have to describe a Happy Meal to me. I know what you know what a Happy Meal is, Tony. You got that? I'm kind of vaguely. It's it's like a box and it's got like some food and it's it's like a Kinder Surprise. It's like a Kinder Surprise, but with fast food around it. Is that right? I don't know what that is, but it's just a little box with a toy and a, and a single hamburger and a small fry, like a kid-sized yeah, meal, essentially. Yeah, I know exactly what a, a, a Happy Meal is. Sorry, I forgot that Kinder Surprise um, eggs were banned in America. So they're available everywhere except America. But because there is a toy inside the food, they're, they're banned because they could be a choking hazard. So there well, we are... just have the toy near the food. You don't have to eat the toy. So that's kind of fortunate <laughs> here. Uh, McDonald's is collaborating with Cactus Plant Flea Market to sell Happy Meals to adults starting October 3rd. Hey, it's my anniversary, Tony. Um, anyone who orders one can get them with a Big Mac or a 10-piece nugget, a fries, a drink, and, of course, a toy. The toys are redesigned versions of some of McDonald's most famous mascots, including Grimace, Hamburglar, and Birdie. And a new mascot called Cactus Buddy is making his way into the boxes as well. Now, um, so, Tony, these say- things are terrifying looking to me. Yep. They have like, I mean, am I going, am I having a stroke? Do they have four eyes? They do have four eyes. When they say redesigned, yeah. it's really quite loose. They've just put an extra set of eyes into all the, <laughs> all the characters when you look at them. But I will say I'm a big fan of this new character. What's his name? Cactus Jack or Cactus, Cactus Buddy? Cactus Buddy. Cactus Buddy kind of has a look like a, um, you know, he kind of looks like a Toy Story, a drunk Toy Story character Yep. or something. He has the drunk emoji face, which I really like, actually. I, I quite enjoy that. Now. This and he's is... got a, yeah, he's got a ball cap on it. Yeah. He looks like me with two extra eyes if I were an emoji. Yeah, I can't see the man butt on him though. That's that's the only thing. I think he's got the ball cap. See, I think grimace is is more yours, but not grimace. The hamburger is more your look. If I was going to say, there's a Griff character. Oh yeah. I could imagine you. You've got glasses. So I could imagine you wearing the Zorro mask and a green tie. I think they're both. Yeah. Who? Which McDonald's mascot is the most fuckable? I think that's really a big oh, question we clearly need to answer grimace. in this show. Clearly, you think grimace. Without a doubt. You think Grimace, you think Grimace delivers? You think Grimace will ride it oh, out? On unbelievable you? in the sack, Grimace. <laughs> what about yourself? All right. You know, what other characters are there? I guess. Ronald. What, Ronald, I'm not, I mean, that's not, you, you're, that's a horror movie right there. <laughs> Hamburglar. It's a horror movie. I think Birdie. Hamburglar and Birdie. I think I think Birdie looks pretty, and Birdie's looking pretty good. She's looking a little bit. I don't like the pigtails is a little bit kind of trends a little young for me though. So yep. maybe, maybe I'm going hamburger. 
And the cactus Jack, I mean, cactus Jack doesn't have any genitals, so that would be an interesting experience for sure. So, so can you put out to where where Grimace's genitals are? Grimace doesn't even wear clothes. Well, Grimace, I, I think Grimace is some kind of duck. They're inside. I think they're wrapped up in inside of him somehow. Right. See the issue right, I have. With, the issue I have with Birdie is hand jobs. They're gonna be an absolute mess with Birdie in those short arms. That's not going to work you think out. Grimace, this is off topic a little bit, but is Grimace, would you call what Grimace is a humanoid? I mean, how would we know? I would say, I would say Cactus Jack or whatever is Cactus Bill is, um, is, is humanoid, which makes me feel confident in saying that he's Ken, he's a Ken doll, you know, um, uh, Grimace is sort of like a jelly bean, like a yeah. big jelly bean looking like, guy. Yeah. He does have legs and he does have arms and a fa- face. He, well, he has eyes and a mouth, but I yeah. really don't know. Four of them. Four he's eyes. More, he's more related to, say, um, Slimer out of Ghostbusters than, than a humanoid. I'm sure. I think he kind of looks like a monster, uh, like a Monsters, Inc. monster type guy. That's true. Now, can you explain to me what the hell cactus plant flea market is? Because I tried to look it up and I'm I, thoroughly I, confused. I, I, I cannot. I do not know what that is. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find anything in the American internet that would tell me any different than what you can find out. <laughs> it's a, it just looks like it's a store. Uh, it just looks like it's a store. Um, so let me open the store. I yeah, I think it's the- just like designer, some designer dog shit here, cactusplantfleamarket.com. Uh, there's they four got, items. They've got four items. Uh, is it a podcast or something? Who are they appealing to here? I don't. This is what is I'm cactus confused. plant flea market? It's, it's kind uh, of like the vaporwave of clothing lines. or it's a fashion. No, it's a fashion label. Fashion label crafting original streetwear with signature dye treatments and lettering. Some pieces are hand embroidered with a select, you know, a select few feature the character of Cactus Buddy. So that's it. It's just some clothes with this guy on there. There's a Nike. I mean, they have a Nike collab. Uh, see- they have this 473... Yeah. Dusty sounds like a bussy thing. Uh, they have this cactus plant flea market $473 hoodie. <laughs> Who is this for? These people are going to McDonald's, right? I don't I don't know what's going on here. So um Okay. So the same person who's buying the four hundred and fifty dollar hoodie is going to McDonald's and getting ten piece nugs. Yeah. For you a know final five dollar. Kids um, or grown-up Happy Meal. Very strange. Yeah, this would, I reckon would be huge in the places like um, Portland or Seattle, for example, where those sort of hipsters live and, and hang out or at least holiday there. Fair enough. I would say, you know, when I was in Seattle, we were just there and I, and I had a lovely time. And we can talk a little bit about Seattle beer, but one thing I noticed about Seattle, as, as much as I enjoy sort of all of the the niceties of Seattle, it sort of felt like it was an on, eternal battle between, like, the NIMBYs and the YIMBYs at once. But the eternal battle was occurring inside of the same people. 
uh, it was, they, they were fighting against themselves over what it is they wanted to be. There was, it was like, you know, inside you, there are two wolves type situation. So uh, what you're times. saying is that the people that live in the city have a split personality they have caused progr- by the city they have a, itself? Am, am they I-, have a progr- no, I think I'm saying they have a very progressive mindset throughout the whole city, which is very appealing as a place. But also they um, have uh, uh, they've gentrified to the point that it would never allow anyone uh, who would be uh, who would might potentially benefit from that progressive mindset to live in the city. Gotcha. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, no, it it does. It's, it's the well, it it is the reason why. Okay, it's slightly different, uh, but it's on the same coast. Why Portland is the widest. Um, state in America. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, sorry. Or Portland is the widest city in America, it might be, where you have this, like, extremely liberal population, but it has been to the exclusion of minorities that they, in principle, support. It is the definition of a Fox News, like, stereotypical liberal um, it's been pushed to that extreme in these places, and um, now I don't, I don't know if that's true for the reasons that Fox says it's true, no, or even no, for why, not. for what I'm saying. I think it has to do with they often work for these corporate entities yeah. that make that that make it a point to do these things potentially against and probably against the will of the people who live there, but they have to continue living there because they work for the companies, you know. Yeah. So. It's just it's part of the a vicious cycle that has been going on for hundreds of years. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these individuals are the problem. I'm just stating that this is when when Fox News is calling somebody a liberal elite, they are using the example of a Portland or a Seattle as an example mm-hmm. of that coastal liberal elite, and it's not essentially fair to either those people that they're stereotyping or the other cities that are not representative of that either. So, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's the Seattle's and Portland's and then to a greater extent even the, the, the San Francisco's and Boston and New York City, you know, um, which are more diverse but also even more expensive. So <laughs> it's sort of simultaneously impossible for anyone to survive in. But yeah, no, we had a, I had a nice time up there, Tony. It's 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 beautiful. The weather is beautiful right this time of year. We drank a bunch of beer with fresh hops in it. We'll talk about those in the beers of the week. Um, I bought a shitload of beer home. Um, They're wonderful. Uh, we, you could smell the hops. It being you know uh, dumped out of the truck and into into the into the brewery into the beers. Um, pretty remarkable. So. Uh, uh, really, really, really fun. Uh, ate at two different Korean fusion restaurants. They were both amazing, though. <laughs> and um, and I did eat a bunch of sardines and oysters at Walrus and Carpenter, so it made me very happy to be in Seattle. Yes. Is Seattle known? The oysters are fire, dude, up there. Now, of course, I know Seattle for their fish market, but is it a seafood town? That... Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, they get a lot of – so there, there is a um, salmon – situation in washington but a lot of it comes down from alaska 
This is also, I think, the season for Dungeness crab. So there was a lot of that floating around. We had a noodle dish with Dungeness crab in it that was really good. Um, and the oysters, a lot of oysters on the West Coast that, ta- and they taste so much different than the East Coast oysters. They're oysters, oysters, oysters. They're a lot less sweet um, or salty. Sorry, they're more sweet. They have more of like a like a melony cucumber taste to them. It's really quite enjoyable, and they're also fucking huge. Um, so really, really good. Uh, and sardines and all that stuff too. Uh, really good. Sardines good food up there. Yeah, like period. seafood. That's what I was doing. I was drinking some stew pilsner and eating up this grilled sardines with walnuts and and pesto. It's oh. So good. Such a simple, such a simple dish, but so tasty. Um, so I, I highly recommend the breweries of Ballard, uh, Stoop, Rubens. Uh, uh, you got oh, what else was up there? Oh, uh, Obeck, um, you know, and a handful of others, but. Uh, we had, a, we had a nice little time up there. Tony, why don't we move on to our Discord, huh? All right, Tony. We had some beer chat this week. Um, what happened? Oh, no. Okay, so... Oh, man. Actually, it keeps going up. Good, <laughs> good stuff. Here we go. Uh... I'm not sure if I talked about this, but Nick Torque was drinking beer out of the out of hand pulled out of the engine at Holgate Brew House. Yep, that looks nice, huh? Now, have you been there, Tony? I have not been to Holgate, but Holgate have been around for years. They are one of one of the older craft brewers, but always put out great stuff and are not like super on trend, but like always, if you see a Holgate beer on the menu. I, I tend to gravitate towards that because you know it's going to be good. Um, I'm a big fan of their For stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, they do all everything style wise, but like their their porters, brown ales, and stouts specifically. Um, ESPs yeah, are really point, good. Yeah, I see a four point nine percent brown ale. I see a six percent chocolate porter on the hand pull, and I see an ESB over there. Looks pretty nice, Tony. I would get myself some of that. That sounds good. Yep. They also had uh, – all right, Tony, let's see what you're going to order here. So you had those three at least on the cask. Oh, no, there's a menu here. And then we have uh, – we have a lager of some type. We have a, a pale ale of some kind, Explorer, an Australian XPA, a Pills. The Sace Who, I don't know what that is, American IPA, the Hefeweizen, and the hand-poured Empress, which I think is the chocolate porter. So, Tony, are you getting some off the engine, or are you getting one of these Hefeweizen, Pilsner, XPA-type beers? I would, I, would, I would trust their hand-pulled stuff. I'm a sucker for a brown ale. Like, to me, it's, it's one of the most underrated uh, beer styles of them all. Yeah, you it's can a great one. It, in the middle of winter in in Chicago, or you can drink it in the middle of summer in in Vegas. It's that versatile. I love the brown ale. You know, I I think um, you know Kelly had me going this this weekend because we kept going to these breweries and they kept having like robust porters on draft, and she's like, "God damn, I haven't seen these in a while." <laughs> so she was going ham on some, on some like porter and robust porter and stuff. 
I mean, really good. I think this chocolate porter sounds really good. I mean, I know it's not a great time of year for it, but man, I bet that's tasty on the engine there. Yep. Some of that. Um, Nick was also out camping. He has to avoid the AFL, so I guess he's not a big AFL fan. Probably being British will do that to you. Yeah, um, never. I don't think he's watched a full game of AFL in his entire mm. life, whether it be in England or since since moving to Australia. So not a surprise that Nick tried to get out of town. Surprised he was so close to me because um, he really was maybe 15 minutes away from me at, in in Three Jeez. Chain Road, Newry. Well, he was uh, enjoying some Deschutes fresh haze in a nice tall boy can here. Probably yep. not too bad there. Uh, W2's down in the St. Louis area drinking out of this weird cup. Tony, could you even – I think I would knock this over. I don't know if I could handle this cup. See, I was going to ask you if this was a common cup because to me, like knock the stem oh. off that son of a bitch and it's like a, a standard like – It's a tumbler. Yeah. Standard tumbler, like drinking glass. Like you'd get a soda in more than you would get a beer. It's not like a a pint glass or anything. But, yeah, that that's, that's weird. I, I kind of like Quite it. Quite strange looking. I, I, I'm not sure whether I really like it. Um, I'm not sure what beer it is either, but I'm curious as to what beer it is. So, uh, W2s, let us know what you were drinking down in the St. Louis area. Tony, speaking of St. Louis area, off topic. Yes. But after, um, on, on, I think, Wednesday or Thursday, maybe it was Thursday, um, I got on a, uh, I impulse bought and got on into the, like, not a lottery, but it was like one of those things where you're clicking refresh type of shit yep. to order a beer. And I got a side project beer. Got a couple side project beers that we're going to have my friends pick up that live there. And it was for the anniversary of this wine and cheese place um, there in uh, in St. Louis. I'm trying to see if I can see what, what it is, <laughs> if I can get the, um, oh yeah, here it is. I think it's, this one yes okay it's called four twcp at least i think it is and this is a uh sorry my untapped sucks uh <laughs> it is an eight eight malt imperial stout rested 20 months in blanton blanton's bourbon barrels overdosed with slivered almonds and Ghanaian co- cocoa nibs and finished on a heavy dose of tahitian vanilla beans yum that sounds amazing I'm going to give me some of that. Right now, guess, hey, 21 ratings, what do you got on it? What do you think it's getting? 4.36. 4.71, Tony, <laughs> for, for that one. So we're going to. And then I also. stab saying it was it, so early. It was a, um, it was a, uh, it was a combo with a beer called Merci. Which I'm not sure what the newest Merci is. I think it would be like blend five or blend six, seven. Well, let's go. Let's go with six. That's the newest blend, um, and I think that's just like a. I guess it is five. I don't know, but that's just a wild. That's just that's just a wild ale. That's a. Um, uh, uh, it's a it's fuzzy base, which is the peach base. Um, oh, it's a Brett Brett blonde and a punch in of old old eau de. F- I think we've lost Griff. He was uh, just explaining the whole uh, the whole melange, so we'll have to get him back on and see what he has to say about that. 
hold tight. I should have some interruption music, shouldn't I? We'll see what we can come up with. I'll have to design that. So hold. Yes, and just just starting over from uh, the the a normal place where we were talking about that beer is that it was a wild saison called Merci, and I also got that. It was 80, 80 bucks for the two beers, Tony. I coughed up some dough Ooh. for that one, and I will get them sometime because I did get they got them they got picked up in St. Louis by my buddy. Um, uh, and now he has them, and I'm just going to wait a little bit, I think, yep. and see what happens. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to find out where that takes us. Um, what else we got on the Discord, huh? Uh, um, here we go. Everything's normal. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about us, gang. We're fine over here. Uh, no hurricanes going on here. It's all normal. Um we also have uh, this update from uh, PMAC. PMAC is going to Qatar, Qatar, Qatar for the World Cup for work. So he will hopefully try some non-alcoholic bud and report back on it and whatever is going on booze-wise in the Muslim country. Um, he says he works on major sporting event bidding, planning, and delivery. And he's going on FIFA's official behind-the-scenes observer program. Wow. PMAC. Wow. Fuck yeah. <laughs> now, if PMAC was actually successful in his career, he'd work for the Victorian government because we, we rule that shit in Australia, unlike Canberra, who um, what's the biggest sporting event that Canberra has ever held? Maybe an AFL game well, at Manica? Well, he gets to go to Cutter. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> cool, huh? For the biggest sporting event ever. Oh, uh, I'm just joking, but like America, every – well – this is probably slightly different. You know how you in Illinois like to shit on Indiana or Wisconsin? Yeah, it does fucking suck balls. Yeah, Indiana sucks. <laughs> okay. So every other state in Australia loves to hang shit on every other state. Like yeah. Canberra's yeah, the asshole you. of Australia. Um, <laughs> Sydney is just like a tourist trap. Queensland are known as banana benders because they look at the world differently. Um yeah. You guys like making fun of New Zealand too, but oh. I know that you, um, you, you, uh, you're allowed to do it, but like I'm not. Correct. This is the yeah okay. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's like the thing with Iceland. Like Iceland, Icelanders are allowed to joke about how the elves and shit aren't real or are stupid, but if you say it, you're going to get your ass kicked. So don't do that. Yep. That's not for you to decide. Uh, Max Allotment was drinking some beer from uh, some sour IP from Hudson Valley. Now Hudson Valley was a big deal for a while and I'm, I'm sure they still are, but it really doesn't come across my, um, my desk too much anymore, but these beers are very good. They're, they're a little bit gimmicky in okay. nature, but they are very yummy. Uh, these are sour IPAs is what they specialize in. So this one's blueberry pie with lemon zest and whipped cream flavor. I mean, he's, I mean, he's describing what the flavor tastes. I don't know what's in this beer. It's called Stray Light Sour IPA with blueberry and lemon. So um, he's getting a blueberry pie type flavor and kind of a tartness, I would think. Um, hint of milk sugar, which is unusual for this brewer, but the sour finish keeps things in balance. Yeah, those Hudson beers taste real fucking good, man. Um, uh, I, I went I went there years ago when we were driving through Western Mass and... and uh, 
and through some of um, upstate New York, and it was really, really good. Uh, yeah. Now, that head on that thing looks super creamy. That looks delicious, I've got to say. And that's what I, I like to see on something like a, a sour. It doesn't look IPA. like gloop. No, it doesn't look like gloop. Um, looks pillowy and, yeah, looks like a clean, nice clean sour to go with the IPA, so... Um, w Tudes was out drinking on the patio at Metro, drinking some Afterburner. Uh, w Tudes, thank you. He also sent me 34 pounds of Chicago beer. Nice. Uh, so, like, whatever, five or six, five, four packs of Rev cans and some Afterburner cans and some dovetails. So, I'm very excited to get those. Uh, I posted in here, Tony. I drank some fresh hop IPA at Stoop. That was a picture I took. Threw yep. that up here the other day. I just want to say that the haze on a fresh hopped IPA is very different to a hazy IPA, if that makes sense. It's it's not the same there proteins are, and oat. Yeah, there are specifically hazy IPAs with fret, with wet hops in them, and they look like hazy IPAs. This is just um, – I actually am going to open this beer here in a minute and drink it. So yep. um, this one is just a – Somewhere between a West Coast. I mean, there's some solids that get in there, and I think they try to keep some of those solids they, they to some degree. So um, uh, it's got a little bit of a translucency to it, I would say, but um, it's not nearly as hazy as like a standard your West your your standard East Coast hazy now. Yep. And then Tony in the uh, in my Tavor box just the other yesterday, I did receive the Hardee's and Southern Grist strawberry biscuit. Ale. I thought about opening it on the show, but I, I just have some doubts that Kelly and I could drink it. Uh, all. Really? Yeah. Um, so I am going to take it over to the Silver Stamp on Sunday and open it with the crew over there, and we can we can find out if we if we pan or scan the uh, the uh, strawberry biscuit ale. We'll find out. Now, aren't Southern Grist Fairly renowned for quality beer, or am I thinking of somebody else? I, I, they are well known for making interesting beers. They do make a lot of unusual beers, like like this, um, yep. with a lot of unusual ingredients. But they are well known for being a very a good and popular brewery. Yes, in Nash, Nashville, down there. Um, yeah, I've never been there actually, but I've had some of their other stuff, and it's it's enjoyable. Some of it's a pretty gimmicky, but some of it's pretty good. Uh, Tony, what else? That was sort of our biggest area this week. Let's see. Um, I'm not sure if there's really much else I feel like talking about. Oh, here's Corey. Um, so there's some new, we, we got into news this week, uh, uh, both of our respective nations, us in talks to build first nuclear subs for Australia. Boy, thank God you guys were missing some nuclear subs. Um, (laughs) Biden administration exploring an arrangement to expedite Australia's acquisition of nuclear-powered submarines to respond to China's growing military might. Mm. So this is just about speeding up the process because at the um, just before we went to the elections last year, the Morrison government, the government that's no longer in power, they actually nixed a deal we had with the French government to build nuclear subs to move to a US tender, and it's just about moving them up because China um, being China. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll get them eventually. So you need the US to be US. Perfect. 
Well, no, we want the someone's US to be efficient for a change. <laughs> okay, someone's got to someone's got to saber that. Someone's got to rattle the other saber also. So, well, this is actually the, the important saber to rattle. I think maybe it's because of where I'm located in the world, but yeah, right, I get it. It's got to have some balance. Like, no I tend government to be a pacifist. is nice. I don't, I, I don't like it. So, but I get that we do have to continue being alive. So. Yeah. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not a warmonger in any sense of the world. But uh, if I, I'm a, a person that will always pick the lesser of two evils rather than just stand on the sidelines. And to me, this is no, the lesser not. of two evils. Um, but yeah, in a perfect world, there and would be no need for military spending, and there's certainly no need for the amount of military spending that does go on in the US currently. So. Yep. Got to agree with that. Uh, Tony, I will throw out, uh, that's all I have for the Discord, but I will put out that uh, NBA Media Days were just uh, so exciting. a couple days ago. Oh. So soon enough, we can we can start doing some uh, basketball talk again. And people love that because it's highly coherent when we do it. It is. Now, we were talking pre-show about Netflix and what we've been watching. Now, of course, I watched watch the Australian <laughs> documentary on the America's Cup. And a part of that series... Yes. Uh, I think it's four, um, four films, and I think and one. There's a video. There's a film on them, and of course the Tim Donaghy. Um, yeah, the movie. untold stuff and the Manti Teo one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you watched the Tim Donaghy? Um, Not yet. No. I need. I watched the end one one, and that was really good. Okay. Watch the American America's Cup one. That'll give you. <laughs> An insight into 90s, 1980s Australia, which is something that I know really well growing up in 1980s Australia. But the Tim, yeah. Tim Donaghy one, what I came away with is I trust nobody out of that whole saga. Nobody. No. Not the FBI, certainly not the NBA, certainly not Tim Donaghy, certainly not his co-conspirators. Oh, my God. They're all crooked. It was amazing. Stern, Stern all those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, Stern. Stern was Stern was as crooked, but even the FBI were pretty terrible too. So yeah. Yep, I tend to agree. Um, all right, Tony, why don't we move on to our loggers of the week? Griff's logger of the week. Griff's logger of the week. All right, Tony, I have to uh, pull up the Rubens list because I can't remember what this beer was, but uh, this is a Seattle one. I got a shout out. This one was really good. Um, it was called, it was a nice combo of everything I was looking for. This was called Fresh Hop Crispy Freshy, and it was a fresh hop version of their beloved Crispy Shifty, which I think is just a fresh hop, which is I think is just a, a lager. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm presuming crispy, shifty. It is. Yep. It's a Keller beer, and this was just a fresh hop version of it, and it was so freaking good, dude. Holy shit! And the hops are. Uh, you're gonna love these hops, Tony. Uh, check this out. It was the HBC uh, <laughs> 10 1134 Haas HBC 11 HBC 1134, and you know those, I'm sure. Of course, yes. Yeah, we know exactly what they are. But this was really good, nice and citrusy and piney. 
very enjoyable for a uh, very hoppy lager, but but quite fun to drink. Uh, Tony, how about you? What you got? Any lagers this week? So the day after the grand final, I had some friends in town. We actually caught up and watched the grand final, the AFL grand final. Uh, the next day, we went out for lunch out to Blue Gables Winery. Um, sure. So picked up a Sailor's Grave draft, which I think is a Pilsner, um, comes in at 4.8%, picked up a schooner of that at uh, $12 a schooner, not cheap, um, but it paired beautifully with their Capricosa pizza. Uh, is Capricosa a name pizza in America? Like, do you know what's Capricosa? on it? Capricosa? That's what we, how we would pronounce it in Australia. Okay, yes. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with what that is. So... Traditionally, this had an extra ingredient that um, I thought was a good additive. It's salami, mushroom, anchovies, olives, mozzarella, and red sauce. That's what a capricosa is. This one had the advantage, I think, of adding artichokes on top of it, which was delicious as well. So, Yeah, Italian baked ham, mushroom, artichoke, and tomato, and cheese. It should really have anchovies on it, and it's definitely got to have mushrooms and olives. Yeah. But there Some are versions may also use prosciutto, marinated artichoke hearts, olive oil, olives, basil leaves, and egg. Never heard um, of egg on that. On an Aussie, yes, but... It looks good to me. I mean, I like ham. I like all this stuff. I think I would prefer prosciutto, but that's all right. I mean, I ain't, ain't going to go nuts over it, sure. Hey, yeah, you. sounds good to me. I love all those things. This was $25 a pie and they were just an individual pie. So this was quality stuff in a wood-fired oven. Yeah. So this is not your right. like bottom-of-the-barrel pizza. It was really delicious and went really well with, with the Sailor's Grave. So that was my lager of the week. Hey, that's great. Uh, Tony, why don't we do some uh, – how about the beers of the week? Go for it, Tony. You're up. So I had quite a few beers grand final day, but did I bother to check any of them in? No. But I did remember that I had Ramjet from Boat Rocker, their 2021 version. Um, All right. So it had been sitting in my fridge for over 12 months. Uh, But it is, uh, let me look at the specs on this thing, an 11.4% bourbon barrel aged stout. So this is not a beer with a bunch of adjuncts that, where it's going to be affected by sitting for 12 months uh, in a mm-hmm. can, in a fridge. Absolutely fine. Still, I would consider in its peak. It was delicious. Probably had mellow to touch. The burn wasn't wasn't super hot, but it was still delicious. It was still a f- five out of five. It was – it's a hype beer for a reason. Ramjet is great. Nick Talk can tell you that Ramjet's great, even though he don't think he'd ever drink it again after he got sick on – all those Imperial Stouts. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it lives up to the hype. It's worth every cent. And if you can get hold of a can, get hold of a can. It's delicious. Griff. All right, Tony. What was your I highlight? I think I'm going, I'm going with, some, with some IPA. Uh, I'm going with this one, the Fresh Hop Fiend from Stoop Simcoe. Now, some people have that Simcoe aversion. 
oh, it tastes like cat piss or whatever. Uh, hey, stop drinking cat piss, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, try drinking this stuff because it's really good. Um, but when they Tony, talk this one. Cat yes. piss, it's nowhere near as strong as Sauvignon Blanc, in my view. Like, yes, there's a tiny bit of cat pee odour to it or, you know, that sort of like sulfury yeah. tang thing, but it's it's not like Sauvignon Blanc. It's not even close. Yeah, I actually thought this had a nice white wine flavor to it, but I also don't really um, – I would say it was Sauvignon Blanc. I would say it was like – what's one of those Australian – you know, one of them like Australian sweet Rieslings or something? Not Riesling. What, like they have those like dessert Cabernet. wines. Cabernet. Uh, those are th- – like, No, like the, like the white ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They Ch- have like those Chardonnay. late harvest Chardonnays or whatever. Yep, Moscato. And those even. are sweeter than this was, yep. but they taste like – they taste like – mangoes or yep whatever there's those australian ones I'm like these taste like papaya this is fucking crazy because it reminds me of the australian hops which also taste like papaya yes they do so um this had a little bit of that these aren't australian though tony this one has um i don't give me oh yeah this one has uh 300 pounds per batch of simcoe fresh hops from our friends at Peral. Farms in Toppenish, Washington. Simcoe brings Aurora, Aurora aromas of pine, apricot, and passion fruit. Drink it fast and fresh. All right, no problem. Um, this was canned nine twenty. What is today? The twenty eighth. Super. Um, eight days old. Eight days old. Very good. Um, yeah. So, I'm a big fan of this one. Yes, it has a lot of that tropical fruit flavor. Enough pine to keep it balanced. And a great, you know, this, it looks, it's, you can tell it's a little haze, but it's yeah. got a good color on it. It's pretty clear, actually. So Again, it's heading towards that more translucent, certainly not transparent in yeah. any regard, but sort of translucent sort of yeah. haze. Now, I just got to say, when I saw that can, what an outstanding can. That is a killer. Yeah, the hop skull guy. Yeah, yep. it is. Yeah. Stoop is a great brewery. Um, they, they, I remember going there maybe seven, eight years ago when they were just barely a shack with some pots and pans in there. And now they've got some actual scale. They can make a lot of beers. <laughs> they make great lager, uh, well-known for making some good lagers and a great Hefeweizen. Um, just overall a, a killer brewery to hang out in. So um, really, really good stuff from them. Ruben's also made a bunch of good beers that I brought home as well, but um, I had to pick this one. So. That's a that's some good stuff. Finally, not a big sugar stout, uh, but maybe this week because I did just get it to Warbox, so I got some sugar floating around again. <laughs> All right, Tony, I think it's time uh, for some of our uh, most fun uh, segments here, which is getting into the important news of the beer day. Uh, let's hype it hype into Hopper Beer Dark Chip Day. Hyper Beer Dark Chip News. Perfect. I think I hit that right on the target. Um, all right, Tony. Uh, Affy Tapple and Phase 3 Brewing to bring back Caramel Apple Beer for third year with new charity partner and increased distribution. I mean, this is only about the beer. I don't really care. I mean, who's their charity partner? Is there a good charity? I don't know. Um, but, actually, but there's some really funny fucking quotes in here, so we have to read them. <laughs> Uh, Phase 3 and Affy Tapple. Are you familiar with the brand Affy Tapple, Tony? I'm it's a not. taffy apple. 
they make they make. Are you familiar with taffy apples? Do you guys eat those there? Well, you got to remember, I stayed at the Orleans a bunch, and they have uh, <laughs> what's what's that store downstairs that has the the um, candied apples? Is there a Rocky yeah. Mountain Chocolate Factory in the Orleans? Yes, at least it was Jesus. when I stayed there. Yep. The fucking streetwalkers are going in there. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, all right. Well, uh, this is a company that makes taffy apples. Typically, you would you would get them in in um, if you. I I never did this, uh, but if you were like in a in a school club or something that had to do fundraisers. You, they were sometimes something you would okay. sell, uh, and they will hurt your teeth. Um, the ones with nuts are better than the ones without, um, but they will they will do some. They will do a number on your teeth. So they announced this week that they're releasing their craft beer collab, a bushel of apples, for a third year. Um, they're making a hundred percent more of it this year. Uh, Todd McClamrock, the vice. President Affy Tapple says it's so exciting to see demand continue to rise for a bushel of apple year after year. There's quite a grassroots fan base that has developed. Okay. Both from consumers that grew up loving the Affy Tapple brand and from beer aficionados who are experiencing our products for perhaps the first time. So they're really viewing this as an outreach program <laughs> to fucking neck, neck beards to see if they can buy a fucking taffy apple. Okay. Um, the beer deftly captures what it's like to bite into a Affy Tapple original peanut caramel apple linked in this article on the PR Newswire with the tart apple taste hitting the taste buds first, followed by caramel and peanut and then a light crisp finish. They made a traditional blonde ale and added apple juice, peanut and caramel to create the, and so whatever. Fucking stupid. Um, they're going to donate some money to a playhouse in Deerfield and something in Lake Zurich and whatever. Who cares? Uh, Tony, let's take a look at the uh, ratings for this beer. Okay. Affy uh, Tapple. So by that you mean uh, we're going to look it up and I've got to take a guess. Is this a mini? Bushel of apples. Yep, mini untrapped. And don't worry, we got some more untrapped coming for you. Tony, this is a golden ale, peanut caramel apple ale. Uh, it's 6%. It's relatively clear looking. I will point out for your benefit. Okay. Three points, um, 3.86. Oh, you hit down exactly on the nose, dude. 3.86. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. There you go. Perfect. Um, let's look at some, some check-ins. Totally didn't expect to like it, but it's pretty well balanced. Thought it would be super sweet. It's sweet but not nearly as sweet as I expected. Uh, um, light and crisp, refreshing. Flavoring is light. Not sure this how this stacks up to last year. Very drinkable, but a little gimmicky for me. Uh, not doing it for me. Um, I don't know, dude. Sure. I mean, I don't like, as I've said before on this show probably too many times, the flavor of apples inside of beer, especially a beer like a blonde ale that's typically a very clean flavor, yeah. is off-putting to me um so i ain't sure about that but maybe the only time it's acceptable is if it's like in a sour where you're not it, it's yeah. not really beer yeah. as in classic flavor profile of like ale beer it's it's can be more like a 
heading towards salsa at times or, you know, there's there's not sort of that big malt, malt bill behind it to sort of get in the way. It doesn't feel like an off flavour. Uh, Moondog do an apple pie, but that's got more cinnamon in it. I love that you posted me the <laughs> link that Orleans still has the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory in its uh, Tony, I have one story about the. So we had Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory in in Chicago and shit. It's fine. Um, it's I mean it's not good, but it's <laughs> no. a big chain. And uh, my favorite story, and th- this is um, this is unfair because she was only like thirteen years old at the time or fourteen. But me and Kelly were going on a vacation on some kind of trip. This is not long after we had gotten married, and Kelly's um. Uh, sister was going on this. I don't remember what we were doing. I think it was for Kelly's mom's anniversary or something, or not anniversary, anniversary of her birth, uh, aka her birthday. <laughs> um, and we flew to Mexico or something, and it was breakfast time at O'Hare. And Kelly and I go over and get something to eat at the, whatever. Uh, and Kelly's sister, who I think was just a teenage, like a young teenager, maybe eighth grade or freshman year did eat a caramel apple at like nine in the morning. They're like, Ooh, I don't know if I can swing that, but all right, you know, whatever. Hey, it is a piece of uh, Maybe fruit. when I was 13, I, yeah. yeah, it's got fruit in there. That's something else, huh? Uh, I guess there's worse shit that we eat for breakfast sometimes when you get pancakes covered in whip, whipped cream and all that shit, you know. You yeah, know. or that sweet-ass um, version of French toast with powdered sugar and syrup. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um... Actually, I, I saw some French toast come out at our hotel breakfast, and I was like, oof, looks kind of good, actually. But I, I, I forewent that. Um, There's another thing you can put right, Vegemite on. Do a savory version of French toast. Don't, um, don't add any sugar or cinnamon to it, just mainly eggs and milk. Dunk the bread in it, fry it off I'm, in some bacon fat, spread some Vegemite on that sucker. Delicious. How about one? How about one of them like liege waffles that they put savory toppings on? You think you would can put perfect. Vegemite on that? Oh, yeah, you would need some. some sort of other vehicle to somehow make sure you get a thin covering of Vegemite. Getting caught in those ridges would um, would be an issue because you goop, goop it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean yep. you can do butter on there first, and then you just have to really get it. You'd have to try to get it just on the ridges on the on the bumps. Yeah. Yep. Hey, it works um, on a crumpet, so I don't see why it wouldn't work on a waffle. There was a crumpet restaurant in Seattle. I walked oh. past. I was like, they just have crumpets. That sounds so good. I love crumpets. It does. Um, have you I, ever made your yeah. own? Because they turn out real good. No, but I, I would. That's a good idea. Paul Hollywood cooked, has a good right? recipe. I presume that you, you cook, cook them in the skittle? Yeah, skillet. Skittle? Skillet? Skittle? <laughs> Am I having a stroke? Am I okay? Skillet. You cook them in the skillet, Tony, not yes. in a skittle. Yep. Check out the poor right, Hollywood Tony, version of a crumpet. Modern modern times in Maui brewing unite under Kraft Ohana. So the on-again, off-again saga of Maui Brewing's company to acquire modern times is expected to be finalized late in October. And the brands unite under, unite under combined entity Kraft Ohana. Modern times is in deep trouble, overextended, and rocked by controversies. They contracted locations and pulled back to California only in February. Nevertheless, Hawaii-based independent brewer Maui uh, saw tremendous value in, in what they had built and intends to keep the brand going and utilize their facilities to expand Maui's presence on the mainland. 
So they're going to have this combined company now, Kraft Ohana. The CEO of Modern Times is going to become the chief experience officer. All right. Great name for that. Um, and uh, what else we got? Uh, we've got the so the Maui brewmaster will be the vice pres of ops for Hawaii. Are they keeping the Modern Times brewer? Who knows? Um, who cares? It doesn't like, really matter. I mean, like you're I've going been sure they've torn through brewers. You're going from yeah. CEO of Modern Times to an acronym that has different words but is still CEO of Craft Ohana. It goes from chief executive yeah. officer to chief experience officer. <laughs> like, it's just a corporate reshuffle. Good on Mao for doing this. But I think we've just about covered this at this point. I, th I think it'll give um, Maui a good foothold. Um, will modern times ever get back to its footing? I just wanted to say Kraft Ohana. I just thought that was so funny. Yep. I, just, I, I was just very excited for Kraft Ohana. And uh, I'm excited to drink some coconut hiwa because yep. that's a nice beer. And that's about it. And I think it's better than AB InBev or whatever the fuck that is now. Or Molson. Oh, well, yeah, no shit. Or what's the, what, what was the one uh, that they had like, I mean, some of these have the bad craft arm names that are like Craft Brewers Alliance or some dog shit <laughs> yes. like that. That stuff always sucks major balls. Um, this is at least like half interesting and sort of keeps some of the stylizing of the, uh, the Maui um you know, component that's there, but sure. So I think you're right. I think that is just about it for that story. They are, that's it. They are yep. Craft Ohana now, and they will be here any day now. I think we're already getting more Maui stuff in Vegas than we had been. Uh, I think, I think, I think uh, Silverstamp did an event with Modern Times in Maui just recently. I didn't go. Oh, Because um, so, you were in Seattle probably. Yeah, it was on like a Wednesday is the reason or something or a, or a Tuesday. I, I'm not doing that. Um, what am I going out on weekday guy? I, I can't, yes, you, you got a real, you got to, I, I would be, but you got to bring some heat. You can't be showing up with modern, modern times order, orderville and coconut. He as much as I like those beers. I can just go to the store and get them. I don't, you better be bringing, you better be bringing the fire. I went to a Fremont event during the week, but they had brew 6,000. I asked there, yep. sign me up. I'll go to that. Uh, all right, Tony, one more. We got one more news story. This one I had to, I had to cheat and get it down from beyond the paywall. Um, if you want the secret on how to get stuff from beyond the paywall, just text your boy. Uh, I, I, will, I will hit you up, let you know. Uh, okay. Uh, Scottish Brewery Brewdog is opening locations in Denver. Um, so, Tony, it just says they're opening one location, but I have learned from some other, some, some, uh, uh, some of my personal sources that BrewDog is actually opening three Denver area locations. Um, so they'll be opening their first franchise pub in the U.S. next year at 3950 Wincoop Street in River North, a.k.a. Rhino, in Denver. Uh, 10,000 square feet in the ground floor near the 38th and Blake station, blah, 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 blah. It's magnetic capital or some fucking capital building or capital company is running this. Gave them a whole shitload of money probably. 
And uh, remember how <laughs> my favorite part of this is Brewdog has been getting totally raked over the coals for months and months and months and months and months and years, and nobody fucking cares. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're just getting richer and richer. It doesn't matter. Um, so it's it's pretty remarkable that, that people are just getting – now they're just getting franchised, so they don't even have to try for this one. It's just, just, it's just opening on its own. The, the funniest part of the article for me was what this location was used for. Um, prior to that, the building was briefly owned by a company that planned to open a co-working space targeted at real estate professionals. Why do we need narrow, that in the article? That's a narrow thing. I mean, WeWork was for anyone who could go there and they couldn't do anything. So, um, God, that's funny. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, Brewdog's gonna open in Vegas here in the next. I'd say. I think. I think early next year would be my guess at this point. That's what I was going to ask because it'll yeah. be early next year. They had that space atop um, near MGM, wasn't it? Near the M um, and M factory. Yeah, it's a it's it's across the way from the from what used to be the Monte Carlo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Across the street. Um. They have 151 locations, dude. But some of those will be what? in England where, you know, how the breweries have, like, pubs. There'll be Brewdog pub pubs. Or, like, like Tide Houses or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly sure. that. Um, but, dude, this is so many. I mean, I've been to a few of them. I, I, I know I, I've been to, I mean, and this is years ago, but I'm just trying to see where... Why can't they just show me everything in one? They're all like different <laughs> fucking like categories. Just show me all of them. What the fuck? Um, Tony, I'm just trying to find some of the craziest ones. Okay. Las Vegas is coming soon. There's one coming in Atlanta. Uh, there are so many in, in the UK. You're right. There's one in Perth, Scotland, not in Australia, Tony. Sorry. Um, uh, I've been to this one, Edinburgh, Cowgate, Cowgate uh, Columbus, Ohio. I know that. That's where they built that uh, big fucking brewery. Uh, dude. Canary Short Wolf. North. Oh, that's in, in Columbus. Reykjavik. I've been to that one. Um, Gothenburg uh, in Sweden. Yeah, Gothenburg. I don't remember if I went to that one or not. Mumbai. All right. Uh, Rotterdam, Dublin. Good, good luck in Dublin. Milton Keynes. Um, Milton Keynes. Red Bull Racing. Um, home of the MK Dons. Uh, <laughs> they are a bad, they're a League One soccer team. And there's uh, just one at the bottom, Lincoln. Where the fuck? You, which Lincoln is that? Is that? Like Lincoln in Nebraska or, or Nebraska or there's so many. Dude, this is wild. Six, oh, we're outposts. 12. What is the difference between outpost Cleveland, outpost Dublin, outpost Manchester, Rotterdam? They have so much shit, dude. This is their first franchise. How have they been opening this much shit? It's like a McDonald's. There are, as I counted, 19 of these Coming soon, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Milan, Dublin, 
we do have one coming to Australia. Brisbane, uh, I see it. Yeah. Where? There's one in Brisbane too. There's one oh. coming to Brisbane. Or there I one, actually, there's one in Brisbane already. I was actually looking at Pentridge. Oh, they got that too. Yeah, that's a different one. There's a dog tap coming in Brisbane, which has some kind of brewery on site also. Now, Pentridge in Australia is known as the old site of the prison. I think it is actually inside the old prison. It was Australia's most notorious prison um, because it used to house Chopper Reed. And if nobody's mm. ever seen that Eric Banner film, I urge you to check it out. It's one of his earlier works. It's really quite fun. Chopper. So. God. Well, what, what can you say? But... It's a lot. Pittsburgh. I got that one. Well, Wild. Nick, Nick Talk, we've got to check this out when it opens, right? Because it's in, uh, it's in Coburg, not, not that far out of the city, just a bit, um, bit west of... Um, I mean, the beers are, are very mediocre, um, but they do often have a good guest list. So uh, it might be worth a look, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, Tony. It is amazing how these guys just get paid money all the time. It's wild. It drives, it's, it's almost, it's enough to make you insane, but it's, it's how everything is, right? It's just like yep. people can be the, the worse and more insane people are and, and more defiant people are, the more money gets handed to them. I'm not going to compare James Watt, who's just annoying to Alex Jones, who is an evil fucking lunatic, yeah. but um, it is. It, it does have some of that nature to it, where the more defiant, the more you get on the table and pound your fist, the more you just somebody will just hand hand like hand you some cash for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. I no. guess it's just part of being privileged. So I think that's a privilege element too to yep. that. That that if if it were anyone besides this already wealthy white guy, it, it or, or or white guy from a privileged background, it would it wouldn't work out so well for him. So. That's probably a big part of it, too. All right, Tony, let's play a game. Uh, Tony, I think we're going to play Untrapped today. I'm feeling lazy. Let's play Untrapped. Very good. Tony, it's fall. It's officially fall. It's our favorite time of year. It's the most basic time of year. So all of our basic, uh, you know, basic Beckys are out uh, drinking their punky lattes and getting their, you know, they got their leggings on and their sweaters and their hoodies. And they're saying, where's my pumpkin? Where's my pumpkin? I like the leafs. Where are the leafs? Um, and I'm also doing that because I like all those things. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not wearing leggings, but otherwise I like most of those things. Um, I mean, I don't mind when somebody else wears leggings. I think that's cool. Um, but uh, I thought I'd pick out some of our most basic beers with the most basic names and see if Tony could guess the ratings. Now, Isn't that cute? It is cute. Can I just say that we are in the Southern Hemisphere. Our seasons go the opposite way around. And you guys don't really even enjoy pumpkin 
things the way we do. Pumpkins are of a you have a different relationship with the pumpkin than I do. And we have a different relation to the seasons because we are logical. First of September, we change to spring. Um, okay. So just letting you know that, um, yeah. Nope. We have the some the 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 uh, solstice and all that stuff. Whatever we just had, which gets autumn, complicated. Autumnal, autumnal equinox. I don't know. Yeah, it's but, September, um, March, June, and December for all our dates. Always on the first. Makes it simples. Yeah, well, the reason we can't do spring in March is because have you been to Chicago in March? Would be the reason I think you really gotta rethink when that would be. Um, but okay, we got three beers here. Okay, they're very basic in nature. Let's see if you can guess the rating. And the first one I have for you is from. It's from a. He's frozen on me. A brewery called Hysteria Brewing Company. Oh, now what about me, Tony? Um, Hysteria Brew. What's that? Oh, you froze for a second. You're back now, but um, it took forever okay. you to, to get the words out. Hysteria, Hysteria Brewing Company. So take off. Yeah, from Hysteria there. Brewing Company is from Columbia, Maryland, um, and uh, they are have made this beer for you. This is called Leaves Leggings Lattes. Mm. Mm. All right, now we're talking. This is a pumpkin slash yam beer, as Untapped describes it. It is getting a robust seven and a half percent, Tony. Uh, that's a big one, huh? Yeah, that is a big boy. Uh, Nineteen IBUs on this. Do you like a popular green and white branded coffee brands pumpkin spice latte? No. Okay. Well, so do they. <laughs> You did not answer the question right. Uh, so we brewed a beer that's made with Orinoco coffee. I presume that's a local coffee brand. Pumpkin pie and McCormick's pumpkin pie spice. Yes. Uh, that's literally what they said in the description. Uh, so this is 7.5%. Yeah. Uh, 424 ratings on this one. It has 494 check-ins. Um Leaves, leggings, and lattes. The uh, can art is is quite cute. It has a little raccoon. He's got his little scarf on and his puffer vest. If you're familiar with what a puffer vest is, Tony, um, he's got his he's got his leggings and he's got his UGG boots on as well. Now, at, sorry, sidebar here. Am I familiar with what a puffer vest is? The official Mel the official Melbourne uniform is a Katmandu puffer jacket like if you oh, go sure. to melbourne 90 percent of people will be in a branded Katmandu puffer jacket nick talk pointed wow. this out to me the other day and he was absolutely right it is the official melbourne uniform so Could, couldn't unsee it very good yeah yeah you see all it right. everywhere all right tony this is uh um now so there, i'll give you let me give you a couple reviews here uh, I'm going to go down to when this was fresh, though. I think it's unfair to give a review now. Um, ooh. So there is coffee in this. I think that's an un an unusual uh, thing in here for these type of pumpkin beers. Somebody says, here, Reed uh, says, well done, 4.25 from Reed. Caramel notes work really well with pumpkin, 3.75. Coffee in pumpkin in one beer equals solid mix from Dan M. That's a four. Now, and uh, what style this lady's of beer eating is this it with again? a big bowl of popcorn there. This is a, this, they, they called it, it just says pumpkin yam beer. 
My um, presumption from looking at it, I would call this a like an imperial blonde ale, Tony. Okay, yep. To try to describe it to a normal style. <laughs> um, yeah, because if you think of thought. You think of Schlafly's as maybe a spiced brown ale or spiced spiced yep, imperial brown ale, brown ale, which is like eight percent. This is that, but but a blonde ale. It is much lighter and and it's relatively clear in color. Okay. Not many check ins. The few reviews you read out are quite good, but I I can't see this being good because it's based on Starbucks, even though they're not using Starbucks coffee. Oh, the irony in that. Uh, I'm going to go three. I'm going to go low. I don't think this is good. You're right, Tony. You got it right. It's 3.8, Tony. Um, I think that's okay for this beer. I think that rating is is acceptable for this beer. But it it wouldn't inspire me to drink it. Um, But that's all right. A, A coffee blonde ale, maybe an unusual beer. There's people checking it in like today, uh, and they made it last year. So, <laughs> I mean, I would think the I would think the coffee has certainly worn off of this by now. Oh, absolutely! Um, Coffee's gone within three months. Yeah. So, um, especially in a beer this light, so I, I would say that stuff's gone. But here you go. He got one. That's one for one. All right, Tony. Next up. This is a beer I actually have recently. Um, I've recently, recently, recently acquired. I am. I'm a mess today. Um, this is called Basic Rebecca uh, from Prairie Artisan Ales. Tony, we've we've talked about them on this show before. We sure have. Um, these guys are from Oklahoma. They make some good uh, some good stuff. Uh, this is a barrel aged imperial stout with pumpkin and fall spices. Thirteen point six. ABV. I have had Basic Becky, which is the non-barrel-aged version of this beer. Okay. And it was, you know, nice if you like the taste of, of pumpkin stuff, um, U.S.-style pumpkin stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, barrel-aged imperial stout with pumpkin and fall spices. Uh, that's all I get from a description standpoint. It has 322 ratings, 393 check-ins, uh, 13.6 ABV. We uh, have a couple reviews here. Pumpkin spice cakes smooth. Pumpkin spice cake smooth. <laughs> Slight booze. Only thirteen. Only thirteen point six. Uh, four and a quarter from John C. There. Uh, this one just says "fuck Ian." I think he means the hurricane, uh, and he's drinking it out of like an etched tumbler here, and doesn't rate it. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, fuck Ian. Basic Rebecca is the real great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Four stars. That one was hard to parse. I don't know if I got that one. And last one I'll give you, Tony. This is Jimmy E. He's got Beavis and Butthead as Avatar, which I respect. Tastes drier than I expected. I would never guess this was 13.6. Smells like a fresh-baked cinnamon roll with icing. Lots of cinnamon and some pumpkin pie spices in the flavor. Finishes dry. He gives that a four. So, Tony... Basic Rebecca, what do you got? So this is the non-barrel age version. Is that correct, or is <clears> this, <throat> this is the barrel? This age? is the barrel age version. Okay, yes. good. I just wanted to confirm that because I think this actually rates higher than the non-barrel aged version. I think it sort of rounds off some of those 
spice flavors, which is what we're really talking about. We're not talking about the vegetable. We're talking about the spice blend that America uses to go with the vegetable. Um, America, so I, America loves its nice spicy uh, punkies. Yep, I don't think this would rate as high as a a normal thirteen point four percent beer barrel age beer, but I think it's above four still. I think it's. Uh, 4.17, and I'm being generous oh my because, God. because that brewery. What is going on, Tony? That's right on the number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been terrible the past few weeks. I don't know what's going on. What is, what is happening? Oh, my God. Well, you're seeing 4. me on Zoom here. I'm not doing any looking up of anything. No, you're not. I mean, not. Not that I can see. I mean, unless you're staring right at your fucking iPad or something. But there's my life. Um, no, I don't think I. I am skeptical that. Yeah, no, I don't think you're doing it. I, I think I trust you to play these games reputably. Yep. Um. Yeah, you hit it right on the dot. Four point one seven. All right, let's see. So Tony's only only been off by, by six tenths, or sorry, six hundredths uh, for this entire. Uh, uh, for all three untaps we've done so far, untraps we've done so far across the the show, he's got one left. Let's see, let's see what he can pull okay. off here. Let's see if he gets another one right on on the dot. Um, all right, so this one, Tony, this one's from Lift Bridge Brewing. Never heard Lift of Bridge this. Brewing. This is going to be tougher. Lift Bridge Brewing. Well, you had never heard of Hysteria either. That's true. Um, Lift Bridge is from Stillwater, Minnesota. Maybe maybe our friend W two can tell us about Lift Bridge. Uh, this is a, an American brown ale called Fireside Flannel. It has seven thousand four hundred and forty four ratings uh, and ninety nine hundred total check ins. Fireside Flannel is a unique brown ale crafted with roasted malts. And Yakima hops, notes of roasted hazelnuts, coffee, and light chocolate combine as the beer warms. And on a crisp fall day, there's just enough alcohol to keep you warm as well. I'm sure, 4.7%. Is that really something you would say about that? Uh, no. Pairs well with cheese platters and braised meats, along with desserts, including ice cream and chocolate. I'm actually going to look at the can and make sure that this actually is 4.7%. Because You think it could be 14 brown. No, I don't think it's that much. I just no, I don't think it's fourteen point seven. But I guess when they say just enough alcohol to keep you warm, I tend to think it's closer to six would be my my guess. But um, because that would be some alcohol at least. But I think uh, I think no, yeah, I think it is. It's four point seven. So you got hazelnuts in here. You got Yakima. Uh, hops, you got, um, I know there is no hazelnuts in there. It's just roasted no, malts and yakima hops. Malt. It has notes, the notes of hazelnut coffee and light chocolate combined as the beer warms. So yeah, I like this, this is a pretty straight down the middle brown ale. I, I think I would enjoy it, but yeah. it's, um, it's, it's a pretty straight and narrow brown ale. So because it's so low in alcohol, it, it gets marked down, even though it, it's going to be like a great drinker. I think because there's no pizzazz in this, um, it's something you can drink a shit ton of. Three point nine two, just a guess. Um, I don't care if I'm a million miles away; I'm fine with that. Yeah, 
You're a million miles away on that one, Tony. But you got two or three already, so that's fine. This one is 3.57. Wow, so people did not like it. This one was a little little light and a little dry, I think, for the Minnesotans out there. Oh, I didn't give you any ratings. Oh, well. There's no reviews. I can't find anyone who wrote anything. Okay, so here's a guy at 1.75. On the nose is bitter. Taste is also a little bitter. No sweet or nutty flavor. I don't drink much brown ales, but if this is what a brown ale tastes like, I am not a fan. Awesome can. That's what he says. Uh, this guy appears to be drinking it in his shower. Can I see cock? No, I don't. No cock. Uh, oh, no, it's a lady, so nothing else either. Sorry. No. No, no hole in that one. Uh, you can get it at the airport. Uh, uh, somebody's drinking it at the airport. Uh, um, so it's highly available. That's cool. Uh, and there's so few reviews of this. Gang, write me something. Lots of Give me something funny. But a few, very nice, few reviews. Nice solid, br- nice, solid brown ale here at the ballpark Memphis. So they have this in Memphis for some reason. Beth S. is drinking this at the True by Hilton Minneapolis Mall of America. <laughs> of course. Not bad for a brown ale. Um, let me see if I can find one more. Uh, this person just, okay, so this person has a picture with it and just says, Cowboy Caviar, drool emoji, beer emoji, four stars. Jess and P. Tony, you know what Cowboy Caviar is? I know what a Rocky Mountain Oyster is, but I don't know what Cowboy Caviar is, no. It's, it's much less interesting. Cowboy Caviar is like a salsa, kind of, or a dip, what? and it's got tomatoes. And black-eyed peas, you know what a black-eyed pea is? Not yes. Fergie and Will I Am. Come on. It's a little, it's a little fucking bean. Um, yeah, black-eyed peas, uh, corn, and like seeds, like spicy, like cumin and chili powder and all that junk you'd put in there. And probably some other stuff that I'm not thinking of, but that's sort of the core elements of it. Yep. And this guy has a picture of him eating some Tostito scoops. Some cowboy caviar out of a lock and lock Tupperware, Tony. A plastic cup full of this beer and a Louis Vuitton clutch are all right there in that picture. So do not spill that 4% alcohol beer or your Tostito scoops into your Louis Vuitton clutch. I got to advise you, don't do that. Just don't do it. Yeah. All right, Tony. I think that is enough of of this podcast for today. I think we've we've subjected our fans to enough flubbing today, or at least I have. Why don't, we, you, uh, why don't you take us out here, huh? Well, sure. Because if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are Beer Engine Pod. Now, if you get your announcements over Siri, she doesn't pronounce it that way. Um, it was mm. Beer Engine Pod, I think she called it. Beer and join mm-hmm. the beer, the beer vagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Griff has just recently posted a story there. You can email us beerengineshow at gmail and you can send us a tip on ko-fi.com forward slash beer engine podcast. Or if you want to see us check in beers, you can see that on the place where we just did a game, and that is on Untapped. That man sitting virtually across from me drinking a fresh top beer is Griff AD on Untapped. And the man that is sitting right here talking to you right now 
but actually a few hours earlier is Saint right. Moz on Untapped. Now. Okay. <laughs> I'm Saint Moz on Untapped. <laughs> you can check out my beers. I just checked in that Ramjet twenty one delicious beer. Super. And you guys can get in our Discord, just send us a note on our Instagram, send us an email, or drop us a tip. You will get the link for free. What's up? That's cool. And by for free, I mean you'll have paid us a dollar, <laughs> but you won't have to pay the toll of speaking with us. So this is uh, maybe maybe six in one hand, a half dozen in the other, I suppose. All right, Tony, I think we will get back together and uh, do this again next week. Uh, bye-bye, everybody. See ya.